I bet you've done this before. You know you need to get grocery shopping done, but you forgot to make the list. We run to the store after work, you grab the cart, and you hit the aisles. I actually do this quite a bit, and I bring Liam with me now. He's my little helper. I think at times I'm actually a much better shopper without a list. However, I do find myself later throwing away food items that I don't end up using, and it makes me feel bad for the moment, and I also wonder about how much money does this actually equate to? How much money is being wasted? How about you? My guests today are Stetson Sundin and Margaret Sundin McCann, a mother-daughter duo, CEOs of Everything Envy. A team that is based in Southern Oregon, this dynamic duo is focused on helping women all over the world create stylish and organized systems in their home. They are the founders of Everything Envy Pantry Class, a step-by-step masterclass series for the do-it-all women who want to create a Pinterest-worthy pantry with systems that last. Join us on this interview. You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Sergunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order? Once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together, but just don't quite know how? I am with you, I've been there, I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my Money Flow system, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting and who likes that budgeting thing anyway. You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are You will never have to miss a single bill again. And you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less of five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money Hey, Money Bosses, Annie's here, and welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. I'm so excited for our conversation today. My guests are Stetson and Margaret, so welcome to the show, ladies. Hey, thanks so much for having us. So nice to be here with you, Anna. So excited. And so we are talking about how can we prevent the overbuying of stuff for our pantry. And I'm going to raise my hand right away because I'm guilty of that myself for as long mm-hmm. as I can remember. But I'm so excited to connect with you today because you guys have a formula. You figure it out how to do it perfectly. So let's kind of kick in this conversation. And I'd love to hear your story because I know it, you weren't just born with a skill. You arrived at some point to that. So tell us yeah. how you started. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'll start it. I'm Margaret and I am the founder of Everything Envy. And when I started was 
I'd say when I was a kid, when I was a child, I was always like organizing things, but I never really had any real formula to do it. I just sort of tinkered around and I organized toys. As a teenager, I was that weird teenager that liked to stay home and organize the pantry or the linen closet kind of a thing. But what I was really curious about was all of the pictures that I would see in magazines. Like, how did they make the towels look so good? How do they make all those canned foods look so amazing? So I was always trying to imitate things along the way as I went along. And, and then ultimately when I started the organizing company, I had a lot more skills by then I had organized a bunch of friends houses and I was just had this passion for it. And I loved helping people transform their kitchen, for example, or their pantry, for example. So I started the company in 2016 and then I, it was then an organizing company and a, a move management. I was doing senior moves and helping them get settled. And I loved all the organizing in it, all the while acquiring more and more skills and looking more online, like looking on Pinterest and looking on Instagram and, you know, looking at people's YouTube videos, like, how are they doing that? Even following other organizers when I was brand new in the industry. And so I was an organizer by in heart, but I still had a lot of skills to acquire. So fast forward to where Stetson's joined me now and she's joined forces with me. And we've just honed in on our skills and we've fine-tuned everything. And Stets is very artistic and she's just helped a lot. She's been just an amazing component added to this business because of Stetson. You know, we've launched even in, in greater directions where we've been. Um, but our skills combined together and our eye, you know, we've, we make these pretty spaces now and, and it's all just a long time acquired skills. It did not come naturally, I would say. I had the desire but the skills just didn't come naturally. You know, I had to learn them. It's, it's amazing. And I mean, I definitely follow you guys on all the social media and it's like, I am that gal that's looking at, at those amazing, you know, amazingly organized spaces and pantries and all of that. It's like, Oh, I wish I had time for, you know, for, for, for all of that stuff. So what, what I find uh, a lot in the conversations I have with clients um, is, is this kind of a, preface to when, you know, like when we start to look at spending and uh, creation of the financial plan is like the first, uh, when they lay out all of their expenses, the first thing they admit is like, oh my God, we spend so much money on groceries and eating out. And I, you know, I, after a while, I was like, why does everybody like consistently admit that? Like, okay, why do you even think that you spend too much money on groceries, right? Um, we'll put a eating out a stat, uh, category aside, but why do you guys think that this t tends to be the issue for people to feel like guilty of like overbuying or overspending on, on stuff? Yeah, I think the main reason, and I've done it before too, where um, maybe your space isn't organized. Like we're talking specifically about food. So like your, your pantry isn't organized. And so you might glance in your pantry or might glance in your fridge before you go to the store and you're like, oh, I ran out of, you know, uh, beans or whatever, can of beans. So I have to buy that. And then you end up buying uh, multiple because you want to make sure that you have enough and have maybe a back stock. But then you come home to realize that, no, they were hiding behind the bags of chips. Like you actually did have a lot. You know what I mean? And so I think that's where, um, creating organized systems can not only help you with that aspect of it, because everything has a place and you can easily find, um, items before you go to the store, you can easily open up your pantry. Everything has a spot. So if the beans aren't in that area, you need to buy more. Right. But it also helps with time too because you're not constantly having to, um, shuffle around to find what you need for dinner or shuffle around to even see if you need that item at the store. Um, so it's those, it's those two things that I feel like really make a big difference in it. Yeah. To having that organized system and, mm -hmm. and also, you know, that overbuying tendency because of what Stetson said, you know, we just don't know what's in the pantry. We, we've tend to overbuy and then the guilt the guilt of, oh my gosh, I've just spent another $12 on this case of tomato sauce because I have a bigger family and I know I'm going to use it, but I didn't know that I had like a whole case there already that I didn't buy. I, you know, I forgot I purchased. So there's a lot of guilt behind that, which, you know, for your listeners, it's okay. We've all done it. We've all been there. We've all overshopped and we've overpurchased and we let foods expire in the pantry. Like, mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't know I had this, or I didn't know I had five of those. You know, there's, there's a lot of that too, of just because we're cooking and we want to make sure we have what we need, 
So we better buy just in case because we're not quite sure what's in the pantry. Yeah, that's really good. And that, that's really the bottom line right there. But with an organized pantry, like we talk all about organized pantries, we could talk about it all day, that it really does help you know what's in there. So you won't overbuy for one, because you'll know you'll have a list of things in your mind. You can tell at a glance when you're getting low on something, so you won't overbuy and then foods don't expire right. because you use what's in your pantry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a bunch of our clients and they post all the time in our Facebook groups and they're like going through their pantry for the first time. And we always encourage them to post like a before picture, right? Cause we're like no judgment zone, like post your before picture. Let's do this. And they, oh, we've just had so many comments where it's like, you'll never guess. I found like multiple cans of soup from 2012 in my pantry. I'm so embarrassed. Right. So it's like those things that we've all been there. Um, we've all, we've all done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all have soups that are lingering in there and we have just, especially the canned foods. It's easy, but also like pastas and things, you know, we buy in bulk, but then we don't realize how much time goes by before we've actually used something like, right. Oh, here, you know, like something that people, I know everybody deals with this. I'm going to buy in advance to make sure that I get, especially like Costco purchase, you know, big bulk store those big warehouse style shopping. And then you buy the cases of things or you buy the double mustard thinking that I'm going to go through that. But in reality, you don't get through it before it actually goes, turns to vinegar on you or it expires. And so, you know, that's a mindset thing too. Like I might be saving money buying all of this in bulk, but am I actually going to use it? And is it going to in fact expire before I actually get to use it. So there's all these components mixed in Mm -hmm. with buying food and and it's all, there's all kinds of guilt attached to it. Like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have purchased that. Or I let that go to waste. Oh. And you know, we tend to take it on, especially as, as moms, like I'm the one making the food decisions here. I'm the one who didn't use it. I let it go. I let it expire. That's money out the window. And you know, we have all that that's going through our mind. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a lot. And I mean, I, in, in my life phase at the moment where I have a, you know, a toddler, it's like, all right, I got to get, I got to get the grocery shopping done. I do um, like ordering, you know, online for deliveries. That's just like, cause I, that's definitely helps me not to like, yes. kind of go to the store and do this. Especially I do if, I, if, if it comes with me, like, like I put them in a cart and that's like, my mind is elsewhere, but I just grab whatever I have. Right. <laughs> So yeah, it's easy to do, do that spontaneous buy-in when you're in person in store versus oh, yeah. checking lists and actually being very precise yeah. and, att- and attentive about what you're getting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I found decision. also helpful, um, in, you know, in my family is like, okay, can I just send my husband to the grocery store? Cause then I have to make a list, right? I can't just right. sometimes, Oh, I know what to buy. And I feel like, I don't know if this is, you know, women versus man kind of thing, but we're like as women expected to be like this perfectly organized and have everything you know lined up for us to go to a grocery store and men are not <laughs> and it's like yep. how do you look at that yeah mm-hmm. yeah that that's right and I think that should be a study of some time like just comparing that sort of thing just shopping trends you know because I know um like Stetson's dad was always the one if even if I gave him a list he was always adding onto the list and it might be two or three times more than what it should cost because he was a very spontaneous buyer. Yeah. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's a personality. Just, yeah, maybe, maybe oh, it's yeah. a personality thing, but I feel like going back to the, the, the time, like what you were saying before and making a list, I feel like they go hand in hand of Um, I know a lot of women think that they don't have time to organize, which we totally understand, especially moms. They're dealing with a million different things they are constantly running around. But if you can take that maybe, you know, afternoon, um, and really spend some time for yourself and dive into your pantry, take everything out and really figure out what are the items you're using? What are the items you don't use and set up those systems Um, it's going to make your life so much easier, not only with time, not only with cooking, not only with being able to spend more time with your family because you're not shuffling around trying to find these things. Um, but also just creating a grocery list. What we were talking about just now is, um, you can open up your pantry and easily have your list glance at the canned food, glance at the snacks, glance at the pastas and other things like that. And in a few minutes, you can easily know, what you need to buy. So it really simplifies 
the, the grocery shopping. And it also makes it easier for your partner too, or for your, for your kids as well. Um, kids that are cooking themselves, you know, maybe they're older and stuff. They have that section where they know where their snacks are. They know where things go. And so it just, um, makes a really great system overall in the household. Yeah. It really improves. Yeah. It improves family dynamics for sure. And then we know that your listeners are all, you know, trying to cut back on budgets and stay on task for their spending. And so having all of that in place, you actually get more value out of the food that you're buying more dollar value because you're actually using it and you're only buying what you need to replace. Everything is fresh. You tend to cook more at home. For those that maybe are like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what to make for dinner because I don't even know what's in the pantry or the refrigerator. I have no clue. So let's just go out. It's easier. And that's a real thing for moms. Like time versus money, you know, money is like, well, I just, I've got young ones. Everybody's hungry. I'm, I'm getting cranky and everybody's getting, you know, losing their cool that, you know, let's just go out. So, but if everything is organized and then you know where things are, you tend to cook more at home. You can make it more fun. It's less stressful because, oh my gosh, with a hungry family, like if you got to get everybody fed, it's an immediate decision. We're, we're going out to get something because it's just easier and faster. And then you get through it. So I also feel like the overwhelm, like our, our clients constantly like talk about the overwhelm feeling of like what their pantry was before and not being able to like easily cook. And it's just like, if you, you sit down and you need to make dinner and you open up your pantry, you're like, if you feel overwhelmed and it just feels like another task on your to-do list, you're going to want to resort to let's just order because I can't handle another thing because there's so many things that you're doing throughout the day. Exactly. So let's just just call DoorDash. You just don't want to do it. Right. So (laughs) just thinking about spending, like just having those systems, like what you were saying, Mm -hmm. um, can really help you get excited about cooking. Like all of our clients, um, and ladies in our envy, uh, community after afterwards, like, I can't stop looking at my pantry. I can't wait to cook. My husband's like, we need, what are we going to make? You know what I mean? It's just a total like mindset shift from overwhelmed to, you know, embarrassed. Like I cannot handle this. It's just another task to what are we going to make? Everything has a home. When I open up my space, I feel, um, just, just happy. Right. Definitely. I think that's, that's a big, thing. it's a big stress reliever. And you know, and a lot of your listeners, they may have a lot of organized systems in their plate in their home already. Like maybe their bathroom routine in the morning is beautifully organized, or maybe they know where everything's at in the freezer, for example, some odd places that are really well organized, but there are some spaces that really do affect the whole family dynamics. And if it's not in a system that makes sense, it's just going to cause more stress, more chaos, more bad moods, because and, and then again, more spending going out because it just becomes such a complicated event when it's so important to, we have to eat, we're humans, we have to eat regularly. And it's mm. one of those things we feel so passionate about it, that your pantry just needs to be really, really organized that works for you. And so that you can find things. We always encourage labeling. We always encourage taking things out of their big bulky packages if you buy in bulk. And we have a lot of little systems that we have learned and we've acquired and we've perfected so that it makes it easy to not only to find what you're looking for, but when you do a grocery run, it makes it really easy to put things away mm-hmm. instead of just putting it in there on the shelves and then closing the door. Right. So what, if you have to sort of, it's almost in my head as you're describing this, it sounds all perfect. I'm like, yeah, I think I can do that. Um, if we had kind of to compare this is this the chicken or the egg so what comes first is it looking at or thinking about what you want to cook for the week right and then coming back to the pantry or it's sort of both right and you just kind of find that and have a medium where you have a shopping list or you can give it to your significant other and off they go yeah Yeah. I feel like it really comes down to um really just doing that major overhaul which sounds very overwhelming um i get it of like cuz that's the first thing that we teach you know our envy community do is take everything out of your pantry first you know that's what you need to do but as i mentioned before that's when you're really able to see you know i have these 20 cans of soup that i never eat like i'm not going to buy that again 
Um, and so we, what, that's what we really recommend is take everything out first and sort into sections, because this is not only going to prevent you from overbuying the things that you maybe bought one time at Costco, but you never touched, but it's also going to help you create systems and categories. So that's what we recommend first is taking everything out and then sorting by section. So we like to keep, um, whatever works best for you, but examples would be, um, cans together. Um, example would be snacks together, pastas together, things like that. We even recommend having a miscellaneous item category as well. Or just those last minute purchases that you might, yeah, like um, breadcrumbs that, exactly. that you might only need for one meal, but it's not something you buy regularly, for example. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's really the first thing that we recommend you do. So that way you can sort into categories, figure out again, the items that you no longer use the items that are expired that you need to get rid of maybe certain items. You just know you're not going to eat. Once you really take out all your food and you look at everything you have, you can really see, okay, these are the items that I buy. These are the items that we eat. These are items that we constantly go through. And these are the items that I don't, uh, that we bought. Maybe we had one and we just didn't like it. Can I donate those to, you know, a food bank? Do I need to toss them because they're expired? You know, you really start to see those sections. So I really feel like that's the best way to start is doing that overhaul because then it, you're really able to see a bigger picture of everything and all the food that you have in there. Right. And then from there is what, when we talk to our community is creating systems from there. And we always like things to look very stylish. So then you get the pretty bins and the baskets, the good quality things that are going to last for a long time that are going to last for years. And, and then you put them in places that will make your pantry look really beautiful. And it makes it actually very fun, very fun to go in and shop in your pantry for dinner items, very fun to put things away because it just functions well and it looks pretty, but the, it's kind of like that, that wardrobe that we're always struggling with too in our closet. Like we, we wear such a small percentage of clothes. Well, the same thing happens in our pantry. We use such a small percentage and if we're buying or we haven't get done, given it a really good overhaul for a while yep. and we're buying things and we have those things we never use, they may still be fresh enough for a food bank or they have expired, but until we actually see it and take everything out and see what we are and who we are and what our food habits are, we really don't know. So when that happens, you'd be surprised of how much you can get rid of. Mm -hmm. it, it's just like the clothes in the closet, you know, the things you don't wear, we can donate. It's the same in the pantry that, you know, what we don't buy, what we don't use, we don't need to buy anymore. Right. And we've had things that we've purchased. Maybe we thought we'd try it, but we didn't care for it. And that's okay. That, that's all part of just living. But our pantry can be so well organized and very precise that we know exactly what kinds of foods we're eating now, especially if you have toddlers, maybe your foods are really simple right now. But as your kids grow into teens, you, they're, they're eating more, and especially boys, you know, they, they need more snacks, they need more calories. So your pantry needs will change but you will always have control over it. Once it's organized, you will always have control over what's going in there and what's being used and what isn't. Mm -hmm. how, how, what do you guys think about that? I know I, I don't practice this in our family. I'm just, maybe it's just the household I grew up in, but my mom never kept a freezer like full of stuff. Like we just don't tend to buy frozen food. That's not, you know, something I'm used to. And so like if you open our freezer right now, it's like, there's a, some ice cream in there maybe yeah. like one or two items it's like oh my god do you guys have any food in your house and so like how does that relate to the pantry I'm sure I'm, I'm sure that there's a connection right because you can have your freezer stuff with, with just like pretty much anything, mm -hmm. but there's probably that organizational component with that as well. Yeah. And that's why in our class, we really start with the pantry because, um, and what we teach in our community, because we feel like that's the heart of the home. Like that is the first thing that really needs to get organized because then all your other spaces will be easier. Like the fridge, like the freezer, like that goes hand in hand with your pantry. So those are sort of the next steps after you get your pantry done. Um, but what you really need to think about and what, what we talk to our community all the time about is figure out what systems work well for your family. You know, like, are you a family that eats a bunch of frozen foods? If so, and that's what works best for you, that is okay. We're not telling you to come in and completely change your diet, completely change, you know, what you're eating. All we want you to do is look at it um, of what you're buying, um, create systems. So that way it helps you function well with your day to day. Um, but, and I think backstock, I think backstock is another huge one where you're like, should I have a backstock? Should I not? Because it goes hand in hand with the fridge, with the freezer. 
Um, but again, you really just have to look at your family's dynamics and your habits and what you're eating. Um, some people have a second freezer in their home. I know we did growing up and we know a lot of our clients do, right? But you can still establish systems in the fridge, in the freezer to help keep yourself organized when you're shopping and when you're cooking. The systems are basically the same in any space once you really break it down. Um, and the same goes for a fridge. Some people have extra, you know, another fridge. It really just depends on what works well. We're not saying you have to completely get rid of everything that you eat and really like pare down. All we want you to do, like what I said, is really look at what you're buying, what you're eating, because then it prevents that overbuy and the overwhelm. Right. So it's not about being a minimalist when it comes to food. It's mm -hmm. just more about getting, you know, keeping, you know, understanding what it is that you use and what it is right for your family dynamics, according to ages of family sizes. Right. So we talk about a backstock area when, when we're helping our, our gals in our community and sometimes it serves someone well, sometimes not. So if it's a small family, they won't necessarily need a backstock area, but if you have a bigger family like ours, you know, Mike, I had three kids and we needed a backstock area and it was in the garage. So we had that additional freezer in there. We actually had another refrigerator in there too, which was really handy when there's five people in the home, everyone's growing up, everyone's eating a lot. And so we had a backstock area for those bigger, bulkier things that like the, the cases or the, the multi boxes of cereal, you know, something's on sale and I know we're going to go through it in a couple of weeks. So we're going to buy it right now. It was just another money saving strategy. Like, you know, for your listeners that are always looking for a little money saving strategies. So having a backstock area that is also organized, but we always recommend to look in your backstock first. That's mm -hmm. another little key component whatever's going on in your pantry, look in your backstock area first, or look in your additional freezer first, look in your freezer in your home as you're making your shopping list before you just go out and buy something because you're not sure if you have it or not. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like that. That's, and it's kind of what you guys mentioned this um, a few times about, you know, this, I think this notion about like going to Costco or, you know, buying in bulk. And mm -hmm. so you have this idea, okay, well, if I buy two items and it's going to be less money, right? So that I'm like actually saving. But then if you're stuffing right. your back area or your pantry is like, you know, you can't even find anything there. Is it saving you anything? Like it's, it, it's, it's probably creating more stress and overwhelm that you can't make a good yeah, decision. It so I want to, mm -hmm. I want exactly. to find yeah. sort of happy medium and where I, it helps you make that good decision, whatever it is. Yeah. And I also feel like, you know, women might think that they have to keep everything they buy in their pantry, which we're not saying again, you have to go out. We're not saying buy everything. Um, we definitely want you to look at what you have and pare down, but you don't have to keep everything you buy in your pantry. And that's where I feel like, um, certain families and stuff will like to have a separate backstock area. Um, if they have a larger family, because there are going to be those things that maybe you buy at Costco, like the protein drinks, you know, you, or the large snacks that come in the big boxes. You're like, my family goes through this and we need to have this, the protein bars. If you have a lot of kids in sports, they, they eat a lot. They need to have a lot of those snacks. It's okay to have an area maybe in your garage of one shelf with those larger things, um, with those, those, uh, backstock items that you might buy a lot of that won't fit in your pantry. Cause oftentimes you feel like you have to fit everything in your pantry. And then it just adds more to that clutter and overwhelm. Cause they're like, Oh, I'm just going to throw that box here, throw that box here. And then you can't find anything. But again, it really comes down to looking at your family's dynamics. Like for me, I have a small backstock area, but it's not for food. It's for like paper towels and toilet paper and stuff. That's stuff that I am buying at Costco, um, comparing it to, you know, maybe an empty nester, they might not need to have a backstock area, but we just, um, the last time we worked one-on-one -on -one with in their home, she had, uh, four kids and they all did different sports and they had two fridges, really big home, but that, there was no way that she was going to be able to stay organized just in the space that she had. So it's okay to establish that, establish that system, maybe in your garage or in another area of your home, as long as it's organized. And as long as you constantly, like you said, check that before you go to the store to make sure that you're not buying things again. Right. And there's a tendency, like what you were, what you kind of touched on just now, Anna was 
the, the value, like the, the big box buying or the bulk buying versus not, and just buying as you need, yeah like just, just mm-hmm. in time buying, so to speak, where I can give you an example, like when Stetson was growing up and my husband wanted to buy mustard at Costco because <laughs> it comes in the two big bottles of mustard. And maybe it was $3 for these two ginormous bottles of mustard. But what we what my argument was, but okay, it's going to cost us a dollar to buy mustard that I know we're going to use versus paying three or $4 for too much mustard that we're not going to use. And so that's money wasted. And it just takes up unnecessary space. It does. So, Mm -hmm. so that mindset of looking at it, am I actually saving? Well, yes. Does it cost less to buy mustard per ounce when you buy it that way? (laughs) Yes, it does. But think about the amount of money that you're spending, like the dollar mustard that's going to last you for two or three months, even if they're using it every day in a single bottle versus having one go bad before you can use it, having it take up too much space. Like I don't like those big Costco style mayonnaise, for example, they take up too much room in the fridge unnecessarily when you just buy it more frequently. So that's a mindset thing that, you know, we get into that loop of value versus space for one, like we look at it as a space saving thing. Like, why would you buy that? But if you're going to go through all of that, put it in a back stock, you have a big family, maybe you have six, seven kids, and you're going to go through a lot of mustard. But if you're not, if you're just in a family of five, I guarantee you, you don't need to buy certain things like that. Yeah. And I also think that's a really good point to bring up about like things that are on sale. Um, like what you were mentioning earlier is like, you do a lot of online shopping and I do the same thing where I order my groceries online. And it's super nice because I just have the list of like what I normally buy. And then I'm not as tempted to like buy the unnecessary items, but I feel like a lot of the times too, and we've seen it time and time again, where, you know, uh, a lot of our clients are just like, Oh, I bought this because it was such a good sale, but you never know if you like actually like it, or you're not going to go through the entire thing because you bought this huge, you know, container of whatever, and then you're going to have to throw it away or it gets expired. Um, and so it is a mindset shift of after you go through your pantry and you really have a whole look at what do I use? What do I, you know, what do I need to buy? And what do I don't buy before you buy anything? It's the same thing as, you know, buying a a new shirt or buying a, a jacket. Like, do you actually need this? Am I just liking it because it's on on the sale? You know, are you actually going to eat that? Maybe if it's a new item that you haven't tried before, before you get the bigger bulk, maybe just try one can, maybe try one can of the soup and figure out if you like it. Right. Right. And then you can add that into your, your normal shopping list. So I think that's a good thing to bring up about sales because, or coupons too. They're so tempting. I mean, you know, stores are the same with shopping. Like it's marketing tactic. Like they will give you coupons. They will try and make you buy more than what you need. But if you can just get in the habit of looking at that and before you add it to the cart, just ask yourself, will I, you know, will I uh, eat this? Um, do we need this much of this? Um, or maybe if I want to try it, just buy one bag or one can. And then if you love it, then you can buy more. I also find that, you know, when you buy too much, like say those chips are on sale and instead of them being $3 a bag, they're like $2 a bag. So you're saving a dollar per bag. Well, and, and you bring home 10 bags of these chips because you think everybody's going to eat them, but they get tired of them. You know, they don't want to eat the same or they chip. go stale or they go stale that, you know, the chips don't last all that long. So then by the time, you know, you're trying to encourage somebody to eat them, they're just getting buried in the pantry because nobody's eating them. They're tired of eating them. So the money that you've, you thought you were saving on that sale, actually, you didn't save anything. You actually lost the money because had you just purchase weekly shopping, if you shop weekly, or if you shop bi-weekly, whatever your shopping habits are, if you just buy as you need yeah. and not necessarily be tempted by those sales, you actually will save money. Mm-hmm. Right. And it really comes down to, again, I'll reiterate again of figuring out what you actually eat and what you actually need. That's really where it comes down to. And that's why we always like to do the big overhaul because then you can see everything, everything becomes so clear. And then you don't have to, it, it just simplifies it a little more. So and you'll go, huh? The decluttering, well, actually, yeah. the decluttering is a big process of, mm-hmm. of that. And I feel like everyone should just go through it, which is why we don't recommend just going in there and start to rearrange thing. We're like, no, you got to take everything out. Then you'll see the big picture of, of how, how everything is. So if somebody wanted to just kind of get started as they're, as they're listening to you guys talk, cause it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to see one thing I didn't understand. Like 
I can reorganize the pantry, right? Like I can, you know, make those sections, but you're suggesting like take actually everything out of the, mm-hmm. like ours is, you know, a little drawer, like a couple drawers that are, you know, yeah. all out. So that's easy. Like I can get, you know, to the back of it, but take it all out, right? Like lay it on the counters or whatever. Yeah. And so go through items to check for uh, expiration dates. What would be the next step? Obviously, if you're getting ready to go shopping, create mm-hmm. a shopping list. Yeah. So the next step, um, is, um, after you take everything out and this works for, again, like the cupboards, like you were saying, like wherever you store your food, um, take everything out. And we always say it's going to look worse before it gets better because your food, like you said, it's going to be on your counters and on your table. So if you clear off a little bit of space for that, uh, we recommend it. So take everything out. And then, uh, as mentioning earlier, sort by categories. Um, so you're going to sort by sections first. And we even like to be, um, uh, write little notes with ourselves just so we can know how we're going to actually label that later, because labels make a huge difference in help, uh, upkeeping the systems. So we recommend putting a sticky note and sorting by section. So like I was saying before pastas, you put snacks together, you can put canned foods together, baking items together. So you're really sorting by sections. Um, and then it really comes down to product. Now, depending on like, if you have a huge budget or a small budget, it doesn't really matter, but product is going to completely change your systems. We've had so many of our, um, envy community that have tried to organize before, maybe they bought in a few bins, but it just never worked because they actually don't have enough product. So product would be, um, bins would be labels, would be, um, turntables to help keep yourself organized with, um, your liquids and your oils and things like that. So they're easily accessible. So that's actually the next step for us is really measuring out your space and figuring out what product you need. That's going to work with those sections. So now that you have everything organized and laid out, you can be like, Oh, okay. I have this big baking section, or I don't have a lot of baking items. So maybe I'll just need one bin, you know, for this, I have a lot of chips and a lot of snacks. So Um, maybe I'll purchase a few bins for this. And if you look at bins and really product, that's how it's going to make your life a whole lot easier because say you have a bin full of, you know, your favorite snacks, you go in your pantry, you open the bin. Do I need more chips? Do I need more whatever? Nope. I'm good. Right. And it just keeps everything contained. Um, if you don't have that containment, things can get out of hand really quickly where you might sort by sections in your pantry, but there's no really way to keep that contained. So that's sort of the next step is really, um, getting product to help keep those systems organized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I need, to, I need to work on getting those containers and things you're talking about. I think I'm like, oh, I can, you know, put the, you know, a little pasta and rice over here and then all that other stuff yeah. to this, you know, to this corner. And it's like, a week later, you're like, now exactly. you know, my mm-hmm. field can put a chair in front of the pantry, mm-hmm. climb up and like do whatever. You're like, whoa. <laughs> right. Stuff. Or what you, happened to my pasta? It's over there now. you had a busy week, right? <laughs> like we all go through. You're like, okay, I may have put these systems in place like what you were saying, but then you had a busy week and then you just shove things in. And so that's why we love, especially uh, bins in particular. And there's a bunch of different bins you can get, whether it's clear, maybe you want clear bins. You can see what's in it. Some people like to hide it. So if it's messy in the bin, it still looks pretty on the outside. You know what I mean? Um, but that's where the bins come in so handy because then, like I said, everything has a place, everything, the sections stay together. And then like what you were saying, I know you have a a toddler, so maybe the labels aren't quite going to work for him yet, but if you have a a teenagers and even like your husband's stuff, because we know that that's a big deal for a lot of women, they're like, I sorted my pantry and they didn't put it back where it's supposed to be. So labels are huge. So actually labeling those bins, labeling those different types of containers that you're putting in. So that way everything has a home. All of our pastas are going in this bin and it says pasta, all of the snacks. It doesn't have to say specifically like chips or whatever. If you don't want to get that, that specific with it It really just depends on, you know, your family's habits. Some clients do, some clients like to keep them more broad. You can have a few bins that just say snacks, whether the chips are mixed up with the protein bars, et cetera, that's fine. But you know, all the snacks are in that one bin. So that's what really helps um, keep up the systems, especially with your family or just looking at 
empty nesters, things get busy. Like you don't want to constantly have to continue to sort these things out. So that's where the product really comes into play. Yeah. And all that's a lot. Right. And all that containment, all the labels, it just takes the guesswork out of it. Then you don't even have to think about it. It just, it practically maintains itself because Mm -hmm. it's labeled. We also like to use canisters for things like we, you know, decanting, which is used to be used only for wine. It's not, not used for wine anymore. The home or organizing industry also acquired the decanting term and they apply it to just taking something out of an original package and just putting it in something else. So we always encourage that for baking things like flour or sugar, instead of keeping it in the original packaging for one, it poofs and, you know, gets flour all over. You try to pick it up and it just poofs out flour all over the place, but it also stays fresher. You know, it won't get buggy because some areas, especially if it's really humid climate tends to be a little buggy in pantries. So it keeps everything fresh. And then you can tell at a glance when you're getting low on something, but we like to encourage, especially for like baking things, but it also works well for nuts, dried fruits, um, other kinds of flour things like, um, like cornmeal, yeah, like, and- like all those things. Yeah. Um, uh, it's really great because then, like you said, everything is easy. You can see everything easily. So when you open the pantry door, you have clear containers, they're airtight. They keep everything a lot fresher. So your food's going to last a lot longer, but then you can be like, Oh, you know, my, my, um, almonds are almost out rather than comparing that to the, the bag that it might come in. Uh, it might be hard to see how much is actually left in that bag. So then you're sort of second guessing yourself or you're like, well, maybe I don't need some. Then you're like, dang it, I should have bought some. Or maybe you buy some and then you actually realize you had a lot. The same would go for like sodas and things. Um, Those things that come in larger packaging, especially from Costco as well. For instance, like fruit snacks. I know a lot of moms get fruit snacks and protein bars. If you keep those in that, that um, uh, box that it comes in, it might seem great because everything's contained. However, you can't easily see how many protein bars, how many fruit snacks or sodas are left in that container. Um, and then it just becomes unnecessary searching, unnecessary guessing. So we like to keep things simple and people always ask or like, doesn't it take more time to decant or whatever and stuff like that. Um, but once you get into the habit of, um, after your grocery run, right, it's easy to, it's, it's easy to make your grocery list because everything's organized. Everything has a home, everything's labeled. Um, and then when you come in, it's just getting in the habit of putting the things back where they're supposed to go. So every time I do a, a Costco run, I have these specific things that are in the larger packages, even talking about the freezer, I buy these specific grass fed, like, uh, sausages mm-hmm. and they always come in these big boxes, but I take the extra time to take them out of that packaging. So that way I can put them in the freezer. I see when I'm really running low on rather than hiding them in the box. Same things for snacks. I take that extra time to take the the protein bars out of the packaging and put them in a clear bin so I can easily see when I'm running low. So it's just those small little habits that you just get into. Um, But it really comes down to creating those systems. So it is easy for you to um, grocery shop and it is easy for you to put things away. Because if you're constantly having to shuffle things around or second guess or stack things on top of each other, it can just, again, become really overwhelming and stressful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And another little money saver too, like some of your listeners might like to buy things in bulk. Like they might like to buy dried fruits or nuts or flour or oatmeals and things from the bulk section in their grocery store. So instead of having everything in the little plastic bags that you put it in, you know, you can actually bring it right home and put it right into your container and it would stay nice and fresh. And then, you know, when you're running low and you've saved money because you don't have to go out and buy with the packaging, you can still continue to buy bulk, but you're keeping it in these airtight containers that you can see very easily when you're running low and it also stays really fresh. So it never goes bad. Does it go rancid? You know, with, yeah, of course you're still going to use it within its time frame. but it's just, again, it's mindset. It's, it's just creating a better system for the habits that you might already have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So once you've really figured um, out the product that you need and you've had all those sections, then you're going to place everything into the bins and the baskets that you may have purchased. Right. So everything has a home and then we recommend you grocery shop. So we don't recommend you do it beforehand because you might not know what you need. Um, or you not might, might not know what you, uh, 
uh, the things that you even like, like maybe there's certain things you're like, okay, before I do this, I'm going to buy the chips and the canned foods and things like that. But like I said before, after you take everything out, you can really see what you use and what you don't. And then after you have your sections, um, or you can do this before you put it in the bins and baskets, whatever works well for you. But once you see your sections and you can really like, okay, these are the things that they need to buy. And then you go out and do your, your grocery list. So yeah, that's sort of the process. And then you put everything back in where it's supposed to go. You put labels on it to help keep those systems up. Everything has a place. Everything's contained, whether that's in a basket, a clear basket, unclear basket, whatever works best for your style and your family. And then it's so much easier to keep up with. Cause we know that that's a big pain point for a lot of women that they maybe tried to do this before and they failed or they've rearranged the pantry. They've sorted the sections, but it just never kept up. And so once you establish those systems, it's super easy to keep up with because it's really just putting things back where they're supposed to be. So it keeps it simple. I love it. I, I am inspired because, um, and I, I think personally, I've been like resisting taking things because I've, I've been following you guys for a while and watching your really awesome videos and how do you, I'm like, why would I want to take these things out? That's extra work. Yeah. <laughs> but it's connecting the dots in my, in my yeah. head because then I don't have to like just randomly grab something off the shelf because I think I'm low on, I don't know, nuts or oatmeal is running out because I just like, I think I have some in that bag. So yeah, I mean, that's a way for me today. So wow. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Awesome. I'd love for you to share. I know you teach uh, you have a class on really how to do all of this stuff. And particularly, I think, um, like talk a little more, I'm sure you probably cover that in your class, um, like these clear bins and all that organizational system. So please share with our listeners how they can get a hold of you and, 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 and you know, stay in touch. Yeah, so we have our Everything Envy Pantry class that will, we know that in the show notes, you'll be able to find the link for it in the show notes. And in that we just, it's a five part master series and we will show you every step of the way. It's a very easy program to follow to get that pantry from being totally overwhelmed, overwhelming to you to becoming that pantry of your dreams that actually functions. And it also looks really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we give you all the resources in that it's sort of our five part system of how we, how we organize. Um, we sort of talked on it today. Um, of how we do that, but it's a completely digital course. So you can go about it at your own pace. And we really walk you through step-by-step on how to easily go from, like you said, overwhelming to a pantry that function and looks stylish as well. We also really dive into simplifying the product planning process and the product buying process, because we know that a lot of women, you know, can go in the big box container stores and go into Target and they go down the organizing aisle and they just get overwhelmed. Or maybe they've even tried to buy bins and baskets before, but the systems didn't keep up um, in their pantry. And so we simplify that. We have um, easily shop. We have shop lists for you. We have pre-designed pantry layouts where you can literally just pick the mood board you want and the products are under there. So we really simplified the entire process. Another thing we added to the course is maintenance, just how to maintain the pantry, you know, the mm -hmm. things that you should do, but also food rotation is a really important part of it. Like, how do I avoid having these expired foods hiding around in my pantry or how, how do I avoid that? So we, we talk about that as well, food rotation and maintenance of the pantry overall. So that way it just stays in function all the time and it will grow with you as the needs of your, your family dynamics changes mm -hmm. according to the different, you know, the different foods that are starting to come in, it will still maintain itself and you can always make those adjustments yeah. very easily. Yeah. We also are really big on community here. Um, you can follow us on our Instagram at everything.envy. We also have TikTok at everything envy. Um, but we're big about community. So once you join the pantry class, um, we have a Facebook group where you can post questions, you can post before and afters, you can ask about specific products, measurements, et cetera. Like we're here to help every step of the way, because we do know that everyone's pantry and space is different. And it's just really fun to have that community. That's, you know, non, non-judgmental. We've all been there. We're all overwhelmed with our space and really be able to have that supportive community and be able to ask those questions when, when you need. So, and that community really is a nice group of women in there and they support each other and they cheer each other on. And, and like Setsa said, there's no judgment in there whatsoever and they can just get things done. And also I wanted to say that it doesn't matter how 
large or small your pantry is. It might be a cabinet. Your pantry might be a couple of drawers. It might be a, a very small closet. It might be a huge walk-in pantry, but our course actually covers something that would work for any pantry, no matter how big or how small it is. And we see some amazing transformations in that group. I mean, we're just, we're, we feel so proud of those women in there and they show their afters of what they've done. And some of them take it a step further, you know, like once everything's out of the pantry, they paint it. <laughs> yeah. We've seen it all. Um, yeah. And I feel like, um, you know, what really inspired us to create this online course is number one, we want to help as many people as possible. And we realize that we can't do that. Um, you know, working one-on-one, we love working one-on-one, but we realize that we can help more people doing it digitally. Um, number two is <laughs> just left my brain. Oh, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I think to me, like you guys definitely given me a, a lot of inspiration and like in those moments when like a client says, oh my gosh, we're so embarrassed because it feels like we spend so much money, money on grocery, groceries or whatever, right? To me, right. be like, okay, mindset shift. And, and, and this is like, I did, coming into this conversation today, I didn't think about that. I'm like, why can't you organize your pantry? Like, right. <laughs> you know, it seems to be so easy, but it's not. Um, and number yeah, two is that like, was- okay, there is. Yeah. And that brought me up to my second point (laughs) was, um, we know like, you know, with our crazy world right now with social media and like, we know so many women that want that, that pantry, they want the picture perfect pantry with the bins and the labels. However, they don't want to, uh, nor do they have the budget to go out and hire someone to do it for them. So that's Mm -hmm. what we were running into was we want to help as many people as possible, but we also know, that it can be expensive to hire a professional organizer to have them come do that for you. And so that's where we really took a step back and be like, how can we help as many people as possible and really give them the skills to be able to do this themselves and feel proud about their space afterward. Um, so that was the second point that I was going to say. <laughs> oh, I, I agree. And it, although like we can't quite quantify for anyone right now, like how much money you're going to be saving, but just going through the steps and through the motion, what you described today already feels like, oh my gosh, I'm going and, you know, if I'm going shopping this weekend, I'm not just, not just going to grab stuff off the shelves because I think that's what we need. So that's already Mm -hmm. um, inspiring enough. And I know that's money not wasted as Margaret said. So I love it. Thank you so much for your time today, ladies. If there's anything last minute you want to say before we close. I don't think so. No, um, we just want to say thank you so much too. It was so nice to have this conversation. It, and yeah, it's been so fun, Anna, seeing you here and chatting with you mm-hmm. and how to help your listeners save a few dollars on their grocery bills. Yes. And we are, like I said, all about community. So if you're listening to this and you have any organizing questions, reach out to us, um, DM us on Instagram and ask those questions because we're always here to help and support. Right. Sounds awesome. Thank you so much again for your time. Thank you. Bye. Hey, Money Boss, thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. Uh, So don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, And of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.